You know they have a case, and you know how to win. If you walk away from this now, you've sealed their fate. Their fate was sealed the moment Santiago died. Do you believe they have a case? <laughs> you and Dawson, you both live in the same dream world. It doesn't matter what I believe. It only matters what I can prove. So please, don't tell me what I know and don't know I know the law. Hi, everybody. This is Ed Hoffman, and welcome to the main event. We started off with that little clip from A Few Good Men because it seems like our whole country is... We don't know the law anymore. We have laws. We don't. We don't uh, obey them. It's like a big revolution going on, and uh, we don't even recognize it. I don't understand. I don't understand. You know, wh- where's where's our attorney general? Where is where's? How come we don't have a governor in the governor's mansion? We have a freaking hip hippie up there smoking crack and dropping LSD and and uh, making making a plane with his trains. I don't know. I don't know. It just seems uh, amazing to me. But we're going to talk about some of the lawlessness that goes on in this country, and we're going to talk about a bunch of other stuff, too. But first, let me introduce myself. My name is Ed Hoffman, President of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lender, located in Southern California, offices all over the place. If you're in, if you're interested in getting involved in any of the fantastic opportunities that are real estate, and there are fantastic opportunities in real estate, some of them don't even have to go looking for them. They're in your own home. Call me toll free at 855-640-2020. That's area code 855-640-2020. One last time, day or night, area code 855-640-2020. If you want to get in touch with me but you don't want to talk on the phone, go to wccloans.com. That's www.wccloans.com. And uh, you'll get all kinds of mortgage information there. We even have a live chat thing going on there if you got questions. Um, I don't know how, how specific they're going to get. I think when it gets too specific, they just transfer over to, to me or one of my teammates. Uh, but we'll have, uh, but go to there. If you want to, uh, if you want to get some information, uh, you can search all over the place and then click loan center and click apply. Now, give me as much information as you want me to have. Tell me how much information you want back. You'll hear back either by, uh, from me or one of my teammates. Eric Marquez, Alex Rojas, Cody Bradbury, or Aaron Fredericks, and we will uh, get we'll help you help you find the missing pieces to your real estate financing puzzle. Um, and we'll contact you any way you want. If you don't want to talk on the phone, we'll email you back. We'll text you back. Smoke signals. We'll send uh, mental telepathy. Anything you want. Anything you want. We've got any. You want it. You got it. So uh, if you want to hear any part of this show repeated, go to edhoffman.net. E d h o f f m a n dot net click on a podcast page and you can hear this show as well as a a whole bunch of other shows and there's a couple of a whole previous a bunch of previous shows plus i also have up there the clinton casualty show from october of 16 and the uh 9-11 special that that i play every year so if you want to uh if you want to hear any of those available on demand also can go to soundcloud or itunes and uh have the uh and you can get it the podcast on demand and you can have it download to uh, any of your devices, your phone, your computer, however you listen to podcasts, on, and you can listen to it anytime you want. Um, follow me on Twitter at Ed Hoffman, I, where, I current, where I tweet about current events all week long. And uh, like the show on Facebook, facebook.com slash the main event at Hoffman. And lastly, if you want to leave some comments about something you liked or disliked on my show, 
855-640-2092 is the listener hotline where you can, uh, you know, you get to listen to my opinions all week long, every week long. Now I want to hear yours. And, you know, they don't have to be nice. You can be mad. You can be angry. You can be uh, happy and loving and all that stuff. But, you know, if uh, if you're going to get, if you can't get motivated happy, get motivated mad, call in and tell me, tell me about it. So anyway, uh, in the studio with me today, like, uh, how's it been? Three weeks? Roughly about that, yeah. Okay, my buddy Scott McAfee, owner of Don's Bikes in uh, Redlands and Rialto. Uh, you know, the bike shop thing's starting to take a take a sideline to uh, political uh, commentary. <laughs> That's where the money is, Ed, political commentary. Exactly. We get, <laughs> we get paid a lot for this stuff. <laughs> But you know, at least uh, you know a lot of people. Say, you know, hey, at least you're at least you're putting out your opinion there, and you're not afraid to do it. You know what? I'm afraid that not enough people get it. I'm afraid. You know, there's so many there's so many morons in this country, and uh, and you know we'll jump onto this. Just the fact that I mean, look at look at what's happening with Kanye West. I mean, Kanye West uh, tweets on uh, tweets tweets out there that he likes uh, President Trump and he likes uh, some other girl that made some comment. And the black people go crazy against him, you know, attacking the guy. Um, let me see. Uh, let's see if I had a had a clip for that. Uh, I don't think I did. We were just going to talk about it, but you know, you could see what happened in the in the in the polls with the black people. Well, this is huge. And yeah, the girl that you referenced was Candace Owens, who's a member of Turning Point, and she basically spoke at a university. Uh, Black Lives Matter, and she's she's an African American. Blacks live Black Lives Matter activists show up, try to shut her down. She basically shuts them down. Kanye West gets gets wind of this and tweets support for her, which has caused this firestorm. Because let's face it, and I don't I think I've, I don't think I've heard one of his songs like ever. I'm just not into rap music, but he is without a doubt one of the most influential African. Americans in the country. So for him to come out and support Trump at this divisive time we find ourselves in is, is remarkable, amazing, and quite frankly, takes a lot of courage. You know, quite frankly, I'll tell you what I know about Kanye West. Uh, I remember an award show that, uh, um, what's that country, country girl? Taylor uh, Swift. Taylor Swift yep. got an award and he jumped in and said, you know who really had the, should have had the best album is Beyonce. And uh, I think she wanted to punch him in the face. Uh, hey, I'm coming up to get my award, and you're telling everybody why I sh- why it should have gone to Beyonce instead. I remember thinking not much of him for for being a being a moron at that. Right, I think so, that's what Obama called him to call him an idiot or something like that. And uh, you know, then uh, I know he's married to Kim Kardashian. So right. Other than that, and I don't really know anything about Kim Kardashian, but no, I've watched that show for about one minute, and then I realized it was bad for my head to continue. So Kim Kardashian for me kind of represented somebody who's built a career out of. Pretty much absolutely no talent at all. However, Ed, if they're going to support Trump, man, I definitely I'm down with that. And yeah, you know, it just goes to show it goes to show how important our role is, because a lot of the uh, African Americans are saying, "Hey, since if it if it's okay for Kanye to like Trump, then I guess maybe we like him too." And you know, maybe that's maybe that's all people want is permission, permission. Hey, you know, there's plenty of plenty of of uh, there's plenty of people out there. Making it socially socially acceptable to uh, to despise Donald Trump, and maybe people just need a fix to say, "Hey, you know what? It's okay to think for yourself, and look at what he's doing for this con- company or what this country." I don't really care about his personal issues. I don't care about twelve years ago. I put a, I posted on Facebook about uh, some girl that was on a rant. And I said, "Hey, let's go back twelve years and look at this girl's 
see what kind of sexual indis- uh, indiscretion she had. And let's let's find out about her. You know, she's throwing rocks. She shouldn't live in a glass house. Let's go. Uh, let's go find out about her sexual indiscretions, and then let's call her employer and say, "Hey, did you know that such and such uh, had these issues 12 years ago?" Just in case you want to judge her job today based on what what she did that might be embarrassing or uh, or otherwise uh, 12 years ago. And I'm trying to make a case. I'm trying to make a hey. Maybe you should uh, look in the mirror before you throw such rocks and say what a wh- how terrible Donald Trump is. And she goes, "Are you threatening me? If you call my employer, I go, hey, it was a rhetorical question. Calm down. But you know, it's funny how you got so touchy about that. What did you do twelve years ago? What what have we all done twelve years ago exactly. uh, or longer than that? Um, one thing I did want to reference too, real quick, and I just found out about this two days ago when you referenced the the polling and uh, and how influential is Kanye West really? Because the left is definitely freaking out about this. This is their worst nightmare to have an influential black person come out as supporting Trump and Kim Kardashian. Like her or not, got, we all agree she's extremely influential. She's on every freaking magazine cover every freaking month as I walk in and out of the drugstores, but. Just so, so you know, according to a Reuters poll taken April 29th, 22% of black males approved of president's job performance, up from 11% one week earlier. That's called the Kanye West effect. In other words, if we bring black people over to the conservative side, this thing's over, Ed. And I think what we're watching is the beginning of a cultural shift. And if Conway, if Con, Kanye West wants to be the first person out there to start this shift, God bless him. He's got my support. Hey, mine too. Mine too. <laughs> you know, I don't, I'll I'll go buy one of those rap albums. Yeah, I, won't. I might even get through half of it. I won't. I All might, right. I might. Uh, I might send him a donation to go talk to talk some more and spread the word. But okay, I'm not listening to hip hop. <laughs> not gonna do it. All right, just not gonna do it. Wouldn't be prudent at this juncture. <clears throat> so hey, you know what? Uh, last week I last week I was run out of time. I had to. Uh, I wanted, and I was mentioning this uh, this uh, FHA. Foreclosure Prevention Act of 2018 that that the the moron uh, Maxine Waters is pushing. Uh, I didn't get a chance to really elaborate on it. I want to just talk about that for a second. You know what? Um, what Maxine Waters is pushing is a bill that makes it harder for FHA lenders to foreclose and said it's gonna it's gonna help people stay in their houses. Guess what? If the if the FHA if if the so so you understand FHA doesn't loan money. FHA insures loans. They say, "Hey, if you'll loan under these terms, we'll guarantee that that the bank doesn't the bank doesn't lose money if these people foreclose." So Chase, Bank of America, uh, Wells Fargo, uh, Citibank, and a whole bunch of whole bunch of other companies they buy these loans and they sell them to, and they sell them to Jenny May, which is the Government National Mortgage Association. But and they and they they get the money from there. But ultimately, if those things default. They have to recover recover their money. So hey, we loaned you two hundred thousand. You haven't paid. Then you filed bankruptcy and stayed in there for free for another three months. And you did this and you did that. And all the California laws already, um, much less the national laws, allow you to stay there for quite a while. And then, then eventually we foreclose. The banks foreclose. They get their money. They sell the house and they pay everything back. So even though even though there's a they're losing money because their money's sitting there. At some point, they collect, assuming that they didn't loan so much at the value of the property, or that you didn't trash the property and create a and you know destroy the value of the property. Um, and so, what that what they can sell is 
has a has a reduced in value. So if you if you make it harder for the lenders to to um to foreclose, they will stop doing FHA loans. So what Maxine Waters wants to say, let's keep these people in the house. Let's not put them out on the street. Guess what? What Trump's doing is creating jobs. He's creating an environment. He's not creating jobs. He's creating an environment where the where the private sector can create jobs so people have jobs to work in. Because people only not pay their bills when they don't when they don't have the money. So hey, instead of preventing preventing foreclosure by putting laws in so you could stay in your house longer without making payments, let's create jobs so that you have no excuse. Hey, you're working. You're working. Hey, if you don't make your your house payment, you certainly got money to go rent. So who cares? You're out. You don't make the payments, you're out. Otherwise, FHA loans are going to go away. So anyway, the the total moronic uh, thinking of the of of prominent Democrats. Those of you in LA, again, June fifth, go to the primaries and vote for anybody with an R next to his name. I don't know who's running against her, but uh, and then November seventh or whatever date. Ed- Eduardo Navarro is running against Maxine Waters, by the way. Just FYI. Eduardo Navarro is he yes. a good guy? Uh he's all we've got, Ed. All right. How many people are running? Is there is she opposed Democratic? Uh, doubtful. I, I don't know the answer to that question because it's not my district. I don't know the answer to that. But on the Republican side, it's Navarro is who you want to vote for. And you say, hey, it's not going to ha- not going to make any difference till November. No, it's going to make difference in June because the top two go into November. So if there's another Democrat on the ticket and we don't we Republicans don't get off our butts and go vote or fill out that ballot and go vote then the top two will be Democrats and we will have no uh, no horse in the race. So you guys in L.A., who do we want to get rid of? Adam Schiff, Maxine Waters. I'm sure there's more. We want to get rid of Mark Ticano in the, in the, uh, in the Inland Empire, Riverside, Moreno Valley, Paris. Um, where else? Well, the list goes on and on. Uh, list goes on. I mean, in my yeah, area. Yeah, get, a, get off your butts and vote November or June 5th. Okay, so let's let's uh, start talking about what's going on here. After traveling more than a month from Central America, about 200 immigrants arrived at the U.S. border uh, in Mexico, uh, Mexico and Tijuana, Tijuana this week, with the intention of turning themselves into U.S. border authorities and seeking asylum in the United States. And uh, we t- talked about this before we came in. I wonder why they come into California and not Arizona, New Mexico, or Texas so much. Hmm. And maybe because we don't have any laws here, we got a bunch of we're we're sanctuary state. We don't want to let everybody in. I saw a picture in the in the press enterprise the other day, and I took a picture of it and and posted it. And it's a uh, some little kid, and his mom put on his shirt. Everyone's welcome except Donald J. Trump. <laughs> no, is this one of the migrants that had the shirt, or is this somebody on the other on our side of the border? No, someone on our side of the border. Oh, okay. Hey, right. you know what? I'd say let's let's outlaw morons in California. Okay, that would uh, get rid of a lot. Uh, once again, there was an organized group behind the caravan. This time, it was in Mexico, a Mexico-based group, Pueblo Sin Fronteras, más cerveza por favor. That's all the Spanish I know. Pueblo Sin Fronteras, and then I have to add in the más cerveza por favor. Uh, anyway. Uh, uh, several hundred, several hundred others who traveled with the caravan plan to remain in New Mexico, but as of Friday, the total is 158 people had crossed the border for processing by agents. 200 came, and so far 158. I, I don't know. Why don't we just open the doors and let them all in? I don't understand the laws in this country. Here's what uh, President Trump said at his rally in Washington, Michigan. Watch the caravan. Watch how sad and and terrible it is, including for those people, because they come up 
and the crime that they inflict on themselves and that others inflict on them. It's a horrible, dangerous journey for them, for them. And they come up because they know once they get here, they can walk right into our country. We have the greatest people on earth and they can't do anything because the laws are corrupt. Well, you know, what's funny is uh, what I don't understand about the laws are corrupt is there's a uh, law in 1907, Title Eight, United States Code 1324A, and it talks about, it defines uh, several district distinct offenses related to aliens, subsection 1324A1I through V, uh, I, uh, A through five, 1 through 5, prohibits alien smuggling, domestic transportation of unauthorized aliens, concealing or harboring unauthorized aliens, encouraging or inducing unauthorized aliens to enter the United States and engaging in conspiracy or aiding and abetting any way of, of the preceding acts. Uh, subsection 1324A2 prohibits bringing or attempting to bring unauthorized aliens to the United States in any manner whatsoever, even a designated port of entry. Subsection, anyway, it goes on It goes on and on about all this stuff, all this stuff here. You know what? Why do we have laws if we don't freaking enforce them? Yeah, I, I don't know how this actually happens, Ed. I mean, and what do we send the National Guard to the border for? What are they actually supposed to be doing there? What country would allow this to happen? How does this happen? And also one question that I haven't really heard addressed, what about Mexico's responsibility? If these people are coming all the way from Honduras, Ed, they're not walking across Mexico. They're getting transportation. They're getting buses. So they show up to the Mexican border and tell them what? Hey, we're just kind of on our way through on the way to the United States. So Mexico's, oh, well, in that case, we'll actually get give you an escort you need transportation some gas money food somebody is funding this ed and and what about retaliating against mexico for allowing this kind of stuff to go through their country i think they uh, i think they filed an easement an easement throughout the whole state of, uh, throughout the whole country of mexico this is an easement that anybody who wants to go to the united states can uh, can walk on these these areas on their way just so they can get through our country and get into the United States because we don't want them here. Well, it's bad enough to have illegal immigrants from Mexico, but basically we have an open border from on the Mexico side to anybody south of Mexico to just to come right on through. And don't think the uh, terrorists in the Middle East don't say, hey, how are we going to get in the United States to, to create terror? Well, let's go in, just go in through South America or Central America or Mexico. Right. And, and obviously, and I, I know you've seen this reported too, that apparently one of these migrants, I call them illegal aliens, uh, happened to be an MS-13 member. He's already been apprehended but so once you get over here you kind of get to stay you get some court date a year later you don't show up this is what i'm hearing and reading um the, the whole system makes absolutely no sense whatsoever and we're thinking well it's it's only 200 people ed it's only 200 people but yet doesn't this send a message to the next caravan and the next that's how we got into this mess in the first place we got 13 i don't know 13 to who knows 20 million people here illegally doesn't this send a message yeah just let's let's get that next caravan right on through because the last one was successful and i think uh i think that of the first group the first day i don't know if it was 30 or 40 people the first day 12 of them were had already been here and were deported <laughs> now we're letting them back in again uh what sense does that make you know what do you wonder do you wonder what we need to do do you wonder how how we got here how do we get jerry brown how do we get all the all the all the idiots that run this country uh, that especially in California, we need Travis Allen. You guys, we need Travis Allen. We, I don't think I don't think there's anyone who will do anything for this state that's strong enough to beat Gavin Newsom, except for Travis Allen. 
So you heard him here on the show last week. We may have him again before the before the primary. Everybody who hears him wants wants him in the in the governor's mansion. Um, this guy is our man. This guy's and we need him. In, we need him in the governor's mansion. So let's get through some more of this. Uh, uh, besides the uh, besides uh, Trump, someone who agrees with him is uh, Senator Lindsey Graham. Our laws are stupid. Trump's right about this. If you come to Canada on the border mm-hmm. and you ask for asylum, they don't bring in the country and put you in a detention facility. You stay on the Canadian side of the border and we process your claim. What we have to do is harmonize our laws. We have an asylum program, but it's got a hole in it. If you can get to the border and make a claim that you're being oppressed, once you step foot in the country, you can stay and eventually we release you. That is a magnet for more illegal immigration. It abuses the asylum process. Well, I find these comments interesting coming from Lindsey Graham, who's typically been pretty soft in immigration along with John McCain, but but he does bring an interesting point, and that's how do you verify somebody's story? In other words, they basically come to you and say, look, I'm being uh, I'm being persecuted uh, politically in my home country. I'm being persecuted. This, But but other than, I mean, how, there's no way to verify any of this stuff, Ed. There's no paperwork. There's no, how, how do you prove and You don't this? even know who these people are. No. Hey, what's your date of birth? Uh, I'm... I'm uh, 15. I was born in uh, I was born in 2003. Well, you got gray hair and you got gray beard. They look like more like you're born in 1963. I don't know. Uh, 2003. I'm I'm 14. Uh, I'm 15. Uh, yeah, we have no way of knowing anything. What's the deal? Yeah, I mean it, it's it's a mess, and Trump's doing everything he can to correct it. But obviously, we have a lot of stupid laws or lack of laws. I thought we had laws for this stuff. I mean, really, because you scratch your head and you go, "How does this stuff happen? How has it been happening?" And I'm sorry, but I blame everybody from Reagan on up for this mess that we're currently experiencing. Reagan, of course, obviously gave a huge amnesty without securing the border. That was terrible. Probably the worst thing that Reagan did when he was in office, not securing the border while giving amnesty. And what message did that send? Get over here, one way or another and you can stay yeah exactly as long as we talk about amnesty everybody comes everybody comes up saying hey they're gonna they're gonna walk over here at, at uh, noon today and by five o'clock they're saying i've been here for 15 years well, and how does that benefit anybody how does that benefit black people minority anybody how does that benefit hispanics who are legal american citizens to have more and more people it all costs money folks it all costs money that is the question of the logic behind the democrat mind you know, we thought we thought fig- just figuring out how women how women think was you know all of us husbands. You know what's my wife thinking? I don't know. I, there's no logic. I think about that clip from uh, from uh, as good as it gets. Hey, you know what? I think about uh, how do you how do you understand women? I think about a man, and then I take away uh, logic, common sense, and accountability. Okay. <laughs> so, but now let's talk about Democrats. How do you how do you understand the Democratic mind? You think about a regular human and take out their brain. I don't know. There's there's no there's no logic to it. In order to be granted asylum in the United States, migrants are questioned by border patrol agents about the conditions they are fleeing in their home countries. Listen to House Homeland Security Chair Mike McCall and how how that works and what he intends to do about it. The bill that I filed with uh, Chairman Goodlatte of Judiciary uh, raises a higher threshold, if you will, uh, a burden of proof when it comes to credible fear of persecution to claim asylum in the United States. Right now, the standard is very low. Uh, They know that. And to get around that, the cartels teach them these magic words. And once they say that, uh, they are allowed under current law to stay in the United States. Again, that's why Congress needs to act. I wonder what those magic words are. Well, yeah, not only that, but what proof is he looking for? You know, I mean, these people have not that. What do you want? Photos or what? 
What what's going to actually? Okay, well, yeah, you supplied enough, and and ultimately, what government bureaucrat makes that decision? Exactly, and and hey, you got out of your country. You're in Mexico now. What's the problem there? What it just seems like nobody can't we just stand there and go ah no, this, hey, the, that's hey. called the border. The answer is no, hey, amigo, amigo. <laughs> no one gives us free stuff in Mexico. I came from Honduras. I was being persecuted there. But now I'm in Mexico. Okay, stay in Mexico then. Well, but nobody gives us free stuff here. How am I supposed to get? How am I supposed to live? Get a job. Find a place to stay. Get a job. You don't need to come in here. We don't know who you are. You can't tell. Well, how come Mexico isn't compassionate? Why don't they take these people in? I know exactly. Where's their responsibility? Yeah, it's uh, it's ridiculous. Hey, anyway, we're all out of time for part one of the main event. Hang around with us. Five minutes of uh, traffic, weather, commercial, sports. And a bunch of other stuff that's not as important as what we're talking about. And then Scott and I will be right back with you. Don't go away. And welcome back to part two of the main event. My name's Ed Hoffman. President Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lender. We don't talk about much about... Uh, Real estate and finance on this show because uh, I guess it's boring for some of you guys uh, if you're not in the market. But if you're in the market and you hear someone talking to you that sounds like they that they think like you, then I'm your guy. Call me toll free at 855-640-2020. 855-640-2020. Whether you want to buy a new house, whether you want to buy a house for your kids to get them out of your uh, basement, if you want to buy a house to, for a vacation home, or if you want to make some investments in some houses, and buy some uh, rental houses. If you want to do one of them reverse mortgage things, uh, call me toll-free, 855-640-2020. So uh, if you didn't hear the first half, I have with me in the studio Mr. Scott McPhee, proprietor of Don's Bikes and the number two political commentator in uh, in the Inland Empire. Great to be in the house, Ed. Maybe in the country. <laughs> if not the world, Ed. I thought the world. In the world. Why not? If we're going to brag, we might as well brag big. Exactly. If we're going to just, let's just, let's just, yeah, exactly. <laughs> let's just roll out. Let's just, <laughs> let's just roll it out. Hey, so anyway, uh, let's talk about, uh, let's talk about uh, something that happened actually last week while I was recording. Uh, April 27th was a historic day, and we'll talk about where that's gone since there. It was a historic day for the two Korean nations and their millions of citizens when North Korean dictator Kim Jong-un and democratically, when dictator Kim Jong-un and democratically elected South Korean president Moon Jae-in, uh, how come their last name comes first now? I don't know, they call him President Kim and President Moon. So symbolically, they sh- symbolically shook hands to discuss an agreement that would lead to complete denuclearization of the peninsula. I think South Korea has nukes too, don't they? I'm not aware of them having that, but I don't know. I think they do because okay. I think we gave it to them because we're sitting there hmm. next to them. We're there actually fighting for them. Anyway, uh, this is a great achievement. And according to President Moon, President Trump deserves all the credit. Oh, 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 that How'd that, how'd that feel going down? All right. So uh, President Trump should, this is what he said. President Trump should win the Nobel Peace Prize. What we need is only peace. Moon told a meeting of senior secretaries, uh, said a presidential Blue House official, according to uh, apparently we had the patent on White House. So in, Korea, in South Korea, it's called the Blue House. Uh, said a presidential Blue House official. Not to be confused with the House of Blues. Sorry, Ed. Exactly. You know, the, the Blue House actually has chairs. <laughs> The House of Blues, stand up and like it. Okay. All right. Uh, 
you know what? We ate at the House of Blues. Do we have to stand while we we're eating or just stand while the concert was going? I don't know. I don't remember. I think there was chairs in the restaurant part, just not in the concert hall. Anyway, uh, if you're a mainstream media pundit and you have you have to paint this historic meeting as something frightening and, and contrast it with the way we treat dangerous government government of Iran, here's Chuck the Moron Todd on Meet the Press. The Iranians don't starve their own people. I, it is, you know, and yet we're... We're sort of now feeling comfortable cozying up with Kim Jong-un and demonizing the Iranians. It just feels like we're sending some odd messages around the world. No, I think the odd messages are that we're cozying up, that we're comfortable with Kim Jong-un. I don't know that anybody is. Well, no, I don't, I don't think so either. And let's face the facts. The facts are we are closer, not that we're going to get it, but we're closer to some sort of resolution on the Korean Peninsula than we've ever been before, ever since like this conflict be- began back in the 50s. Um, another thing that, that I came across too, and this, this hasn't been confirmed, confirmed, but it looks like we have, there's three, guy, three people that have been held in captivity. These are American citizens held in captivity in North Korea for quite a while, and it looks like they're on the verge of being released. And this is Kim Dong-chul, Kim Sang Duck and Kim Hak Song. Does that mean they're all brothers? <clears throat> well, I'm not sure. Distant cousins. But to also Kim wonder. Jong-un. Well, and I also wonder where's I going to leave Long Duck Dong? You know, in this whole situation. Hey, but the point. Donga needs food. <laughs> the point is that these people are, are on the verge of being released. There's a lot of things happening, and and is Trump going to get is Trump going to get the Nobel Prize? Yeah, I don't think so. Is he going to get any credit at all, Ed? Is he going to win the Nobel Prize? I bet you he does. You think I so? Heard, I hear people oh, over come here on. talking about it too. But you know what? Uh, Obama got it. What did he do? Nothing, but that's how they give out these prizes for doing nothing. It's like Al Gore getting. Didn't Al Gore get it too? These know. are these are morons and people that don't do anything. So they get Nobel Peace Prize, uh, something that actually does something significant. If they're on the right, did that ain't going to happen. Yeah, exactly. Did Al Gore get it for inventing the internet or from discovering global warming uh i think which is no longer called global warming by the way ed come on it's called climate change they had to rename it because nobody was buying the warming thing anymore Oh yeah because climate climate change you know what i noticed i noticed last couple months climate's been changing from colder to warmer you've noticed that so maybe there is climate change and i bet you i bet you around september october it's going to go from hotter to warmer and windier and then it's going to start getting dark earlier i think you're on to something I don't know. You know, maybe it's Al Gore. Yep. Maybe he should get the prize because he did discover. I think the climate's already changed since we started talking about this. Uh, yes, it has. It's gotten yep. warmer. You know, we started in the morning. Started in the morning, and it's now it's lunchtime. So I don't know. I don't know. So uh, uh, this whole this whole thing. Hey, you know what? If you've read the Art of the Deal, Donald Trump's book from nineteen eighty something. If you've read it and it's and it's good reading, it's interesting. If anybody's a, any does anything in business. It's inter- interesting reading about how he does his days and you know how he spends his days and how he thinks and all that stuff. You know, it's amazing. This guy is willing to walk away from a deal that isn't isn't the one, and he's gonna ask. For, he's gonna go over there and he's gonna ask for more than he wants. But he's got. He'll have a lot. He'll have a line where he's not going beyond the. Hey, we want you to do this, and he leaves some room for for them to come back a little bit. But there's a point at which he walks. Say so you got to be willing to walk, and that's one of those chapters. You got to be willing to walk away from the deal if it's not right. Don't get so so passionate about. Don't get so John Kerry and Barack Obama that you'll let you'll you'll give away a 1.7 billion dollars in cash and sign some ridiculous deal with the Iranians inside the office while outside they're they're chanting death to America. 
So I mean, if if you're that hard up for hard up for something, you're going to sign a bad deal. Trump won't do that. Well, and and also I think as much as. Um, you know that you're right. That's true. But I think also Kim Jong Un recognizes that he's not dealing with somebody who's a P. I can't use the P word on the air, but he recognizes that there's somebody now in the office that might actually take action against him. And while I don't really agree with dropping bombs, point to my opinion on, on Syria, uh, hitting a bunch of who knows what's in these warehouses. But I think if the, nothing else, it sends a message to Kim Jong Un. It's like, you know, dude, we we may actually take you out. We have the power to take you out. We're positioning aircraft carriers in that region. For a reason, and I think that's making this guy actually move in our move in the direction of peace. Hopefully, uh, I would think he probably says, "Hey, I'm uh, I'm 34, or 33 now. Uh, I've been in power for uh, like seven years, and uh, I don't see much much uh, sense in any of the dumb stuff I've been doing. And this guy over here is going to drop a nuke on me if I don't start behaving. Maybe I just as soon uh, make friends with him and and uh, you know live the rest of my life happy." Yeah, well, or or at least to have the ability to live his life at all. So exactly. Yeah, we'll see. This is gonna be an interesting story as it continues. That's for sure. Yeah, but uh, you know, cozying up to the North Koreans, I don't think so. Nope. You know, when the Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu gave his state state address this week, he described just how dangerous the Iranian government is and why we don't cozy up to them. After signing the nuclear deal in uh, 2015, Iran intensified its efforts to hide its secret nuclear files. In 2017, Iran moved its nuclear weapons files to a highly secret location in Tehran. This is the Shorabad district in southern Tehran. This is where they kept the atomic archives, right here. Few Iranians knew where it was, very few, and also a few Israelis. Now, from the outside, this was an innocent-looking compound. It looks like a dilapidated warehouse. But from the inside, it contained Iran's secret atomic archives locked in massive files. Well, apparently it's uh, highly secretive, but not completely secretive because somebody knows about it. Well, and I, I wonder to myself, like, how did Israel get their hands on this stuff? I mean, they've got to have people obviously on the inside. And I've always felt that, you know, the Iranian nuclear deal was probably, as I look at the history of Obama's legacy, was probably the worst thing that he did in terms of destructiveness. He did a lot of awful things while he was in office. Uh, but we could go down the list. We won't rehash all that. But But this was probably the one thing that... It it, it it may be the most angry because it just made no sense. It made no sense. Exactly. And we just loaded we gave him one point seven billion dollars. Hey, that could have uh that could have built uh I don't know, uh, a few hundred miles, maybe a few a couple thousand miles of uh fence on the border? Well, it's our money and, and he had no right to do it. And it was given in cash, Ed. Cash money. Cash. That was because it was never intended for anyone to know about it. Oh, but we found out anyways. I don't know. Obama just seemed like he was the most transparent president in history. You know why? Because he said he was going to be, but he sure did a lot of secret stuff. And how about that Bo Bergdahl thing? You know, traded five bad terrorists for that one trader. Well, that was probably in the top 20. I don't know. I don't know. There's There's a whole bunch of those things. And people are going, well, Donald Trump's a liar. You know, uh, what did Obama ever lie about? Well, hold on a second. I have to go to work today. Uh, I don't have time to type it all out on my uh, on my Facebook uh, response. You know, and uh, that stuff will just eat you up. But uh, Netanyahu went on to say that Isra uh, Israel obtained half a ton of half a ton of materials inside these vaults, fifty five thousand pages and fifty five thousand files on them, one hundred eighty three CDs. Let's hear some more. 
Here's what the files included. Incriminating documents, incriminating charts, incriminating presentations, incriminating blueprints, incriminating photos, incriminating videos, and more. We've shared this material with the United States, and the United States can vouch for its authenticity. Now, how did they get those? I bet you they sent in a couple of uh, stealth uh, Apache, camels, Apache helicopters, or uh, what do they call that? A uh, Blackhawk, a pa- uh, stealth Blackhawk helicopters in the middle of the night with some with some uh, special operations guys, and they landed in there and they got in their night vision. And oh wait, that was how we got Bin Laden. Well, we'll never know the answer to that question, but it's certainly fascinating to at least ponder how they did it. The one thing that ever made any sense to me about the Iranian deal, though, was like verification, right? They've agreed to these terms. Iran, for those of you who don't know, that's a big stinking country, all right? It's big. And how can you possibly survey the entire country to see if they're doing bad things or not? There's, It's just not possible. It's not well, possible. Well, apparently, uh, apparently Israel's got a, a satellite up there. Oh, yeah, so do we. And they're watching what's going on. Uh, oh, yeah, so do we. Uh, but we still made that deal. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking this this new uh, Trump thing, this new Trump uh, group of people that's running our country, probably better, probably well, better than those Obama morons. What, what do you got, a couple more weeks before he has to ratify this deal again? Is that what we're looking yeah, at? Yeah, he, he has to ratify it or uh, or recertify it, I think, by May the 12th. So you, I think you want to take any bets on that one? My bet is he's going he's gonna to not, even though the— the 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 wusses in uh, overseas the European uh, Union European Union because they got money on the line to, here want them to do it because they want to keep doing business with with Iran but you know what uh, you know it's the consistency take a consistent stand against what you'll put up with and what you won't and hey you don't have to you don't have to do business with us you don't have to do anything you want to be your own your own your own uh, your own little island in the in the in the world that you don't do business with anybody go go for it blow yourself up but be aware once you once you uh, once you start uh, once you start messing with us, this dog bites. Well, and the problem is we've already given him the cash. They already have that. So what really can we do at this point since they already have the cash? Well, the only thing we can do is put economic pressure on them. Cut that's off. really about it. And that's why the Europeans don't want to, don't want Trump to back out because if the deal goes sour, then they have to stop doing business with Iran. Yep. You know, in the in, in the materials uh, is info on Iran's secret nuclear weapons program. It's called Project Ahmad a program designed to build and test nuclear weapons. The Israelis found a mission statement from Project Ahmad in Iran's vault. Project Ahmad's explicit goal, nuclear weapons, design, produce, and test five warheads each with 10 kiloton TNT yield for integration on a missile. And it's right, you know, he's he's uh, he's actually making a presentation to his leadership in his country and uh, reads right there. So, uh, you know what? You can't get a good deal with a bad guy, and we'll find out. We'll find out about Kim Jong Un, and we'll uh, and we know for sure what's going on in Iran. They're bad guys, you know. You know the fact that Muslims part of their part of their religion is to hate infidels, which is us. Um, you know, if you know, say if you're a good Muslim, there, there's good Muslims and there's bad Muslims. Well, we refer to good Muslims as the ones that aren't attacking us, but actually, if you're not attacking us, that's actually being a bad Muslim, huh? Well, technically, I guess if you go by the Quran to the letter, um, the one thing I found interesting, though, people on the left who try and defend the Iranian nuclear deal, like, well, we acknowledge that Iran lies. They break deals. So that's why we need to verify 
But I'm thinking you can't you can't verify. And why would you enter into a deal with somebody that lies anyway? I mean, would you would you enter into any kind of business arrangement? No. With somebody that you know is a chronic liar. No. And they also are chanting death to Ed like once a month. Would yeah. you would you enter into a business arrangement with somebody that's chanting death to Ed? I think uh, I think <laughs> that would not be optimal. Would that be a deal breaker I for think, you? Uh, I think I think my wife would have a problem with that too. Okay. If she says it, it's different. <laughs> she says you're dead she goes, you're dead you're dead i know i know i know she'll calm down okay i know she'll calm down i don't know what i i don't know what i did to get her that mad but it happens she, it always it always comes back around you know uh so anyway uh let's talk about uh the Mueller probe we know that special counsel robert Mueller's investigation has ruined the lives of people like michael flynn paul manafort richard gates carter page i don't know carter page still seems like a pretty happy guy He's uh he's he's irregular there that way, and uh, most recently Michael Cohen. Now we're learning that even more Trump associates whose lives are being destroyed behind the scenes. Michael Caputo, a Republican strategist who advised the Trump campaign on communication in 2016, has been called to testify before the House and the Senate multiple times, and was subpoenaed to meet with the Mueller team this week. He called the meeting an awful experience, awful. Uh, awful experience, and he went on Tucker Carlson to talk about it, saying he had been warned not to reveal what questions were asked. Tucker asked, "What's it like to have a pros- have prosecutors threaten you threaten you to shut you up in public?" It's it's not nice, but I can tell you that it's it, it's nothing compared to the one hundred twenty five thousand dollars in legal bills that I've stacked up for nothing. It's it's nothing compared to the death threats that my family and I are getting. It's nothing compared to the piece of a sniper rifle that came in the middle of my wife last month. It's nothing compared to the way that they're trashing my family. Uh, you know that what's happening to me and my family is happening to many other people in this investigation, and I'm just a witness. Uh, I can't imagine if somebody's a subject or a target what they're going to go through. And I, every time I come to Washington for this bogus investigation, whether it's the Senate, the House, or whatever, uh, I get to pay another 20, 25 grand. So just bankrupt you. That's n- no big deal. But I've had to open a GoFundMe page. I mean, uh, this is, this is, I didn't, I certainly didn't sign up for this when I went to work for the Trump campaign. And I will never, ever work on another Republican campaign for as long as I live. Why is that? Because he doesn't support Republicans? No, because he's taking an unbelievable amount of heat and his personal life's being destroyed. His family's being put under ridiculous amounts of pressure. And and it's sad that this is the way that politics, corruption, and powerful people, a lot of money work. They want to destroy you. Exactly. And uh, I knew that, but I was wanting to, I figured I'd throw it to you, let you answer it. Thank you. Um, you know what, and um, if you've seen the movie The Insider, The Insider with Russell Crowe, where he plays an executive from uh, one of the tobacco companies, a former, uh, not an executive, he was a actually a scientist with uh, one of the big tobacco companies, and how he went public saying that, hey, these these people are telling you that that nicotine is not addictive. They actually put something in the tobacco, in the cigarettes, to make it more addictive, so you'll buy more. And you see how the the tobacco companies came after him, and that was a that was an exact true story, and he wanted to go on. 60 minutes um and uh they kept and then 60 minutes kept shutting it down that it was going to cause too much problems exactly what michael caputo is talking about caputo concluded by saying this entire investigation has nothing to do with russian collusion here's what he believes it's all about 
This is a punishment strategy. I think they want to destroy the president. They want to destroy his family. They want to destroy his businesses. They want to destroy his friends so that no billionaire in, let's say, 15 years wakes up and tells his wife, you know what, the country's broken and only I can fix it. His wife will say, are you crazy? Did you see what happened to Donald Trump and everybody around him? So that's what this is about. Yep, and I and I'm and I'm watching stuff on social media. People saying, "You want to take a bet that he doesn't serve his whole his whole term?" Oh, I know that was. Uh, well, maybe we should talk about that after this because I think it came out of uh, 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 cloudy with chance of meatballs. Uh, Daniels, uh, uh, Stormy Daniels, uh, attorney said something. He's not gonna he's not gonna last his whole his whole uh, first term. And I would take that bet. I've taken two of them already, Ed, with leftist friends of mine uh, that also said the same thing. I said, you go, you're on. And I said, the only thing you need to really concern yourself with, because I think they told me the next year he'd be impeached. I said, the only thing you need to concern yourself with is where are you taking me for lunch, baby? Because we put the right person in office. Again, I, I don't know. I don't know how he does it. I don't know how he sits there and it doesn't seem to, it just seems to roll off of him like water off a duck's back. All this pressure, all the, you know, and, and, and seeing people that you know, people that worked on your campaign your own family members dragged through the mud having their lives ruined michael flynn again another one and and as we talked about this it's it's when you when you're sued or, or harassed i mean it costs thousands and thousands of dollars to defend yourself even if you're completely innocent exactly i've uh, i've been through it at my company uh to the tune in seven figures of getting out of uh getting out of lawsuits that had nothing to do with me or my company just because someone in my company did something on the side and I got dragged into it and the lawyer bills were going through the roof. And finally I just said, I'm just going to settle them. I'm going to settle them to get me out of them. They don't have to settle the whole case and just settle them to get me out because I'm have nothing to do with it. And it just, it just, it's unbelievable what happens. And you, and you Democrats out there that have never done business. Don't understand any of that. Don't understand how, how, uh, how business works and how, how people with how people with uh, if they if they view you as having deep pockets, uh, that's the chance and there's a chance for them to get something out of you. They'll lawyers will jump in on contingencies and, and they'll they'll go after they'll go after you with you know they know they're gonna get something and they just sue you for no reasons. Um, anyway, meanwhile, uh, Deputy Attorney General uh, Rod Rosenstein, Rosenstein, tomato, tomato, however you say this guy's name, the person who both advised Trump to uh, fire James Comey and hi and hired special counsel Robert Mueller, is facing challenges of his own. This week, the House uh, Freedom Caucus began drafting articles of impeachment against Rosenstein. Rosenstein, Rosenstein. Here's what he says about it. People who have been uh, uh, making threats privately and publicly uh, against me uh, for quite some time, and I think they should understand by now the Department of Justice is not going to be extorted. We're going to do what's required by the rule of law, and uh, any kind of threats that anybody makes uh, are not going to affect the way we do our job. Boo-hoo. You know, the, the task of getting, draining the swamp, as they call it, but getting rid of entrenched government bureaucrats in high places of power is a daunting, daunting one. Uh, again, God bless Trump for doing it. And God bless those people who are helping him to try and do it. Massive task. You have the opposition and the forces against him are massive between the media, academia, Hollywood, and the tech industry, fake book, Twitter, uh, YouTube, which is owned by Google, all the leftist tech companies that control the message um this task is daunting um and it's something that you know 
I, I, I don't I don't know how you do it. I, I don't know how you I don't know how you can hold up day after day with this kind of pressure. Nor do nor do I. But uh, but Trump, Trump's got some uh, cojones. He's not going anywhere. He'll put up with it. He'll fight it. And uh, I'm happy. I'm happy that it appears that his attorneys are advising him to not talk to uh, not talk to Mueller and not not sit down for that because he wants to go toe to toe. He wants to go toe to toe, but uh, the lawyers know that Mueller and his team are going to be are going to come after him, and it's going to be a trap to get him to say something that doesn't just say one thing one thing that doesn't uh, match up with something he said earlier and get him for perjury, and it's uh, it's a trap. It's a trap. And you know what? Uh, Jeff Sessions put out a statement a couple weeks ago. He said, if Trump fires Rosenstein, he will resign. I said, I said, hey, you know what? This is what Trump needs to do. Fire Rosenstein. Rosenstein, Rosenstein. Fire, fire both of them. Fire them. <laughs> Let Jeff Sessions uh, step down and then replace him with Trey Gowdy or Rudy Giuliani or even Chris Christie. Put someone in there. I prefer, I think, Trey Gowdy or Giuliani. Put them in as attorney general. And then, hey, hey, now I'm attorney general. I wasn't involved in the Trump campaign. I don't recuse myself and let let them go after Mueller and say, you're you're beyond your scope of uh, of uh, of authority. You're beyond you're outside with the score scope of authority and you're fired. Well, and this this investigation has been going on for more than a year and they still have nothing as far as we can tell. So now we got to look at other things because we're not finding anything here. And I asked my my friends on the left, please explain how this whole Russian thing went down because I don't understand how Russia actually changed our election. I asked them, did they hack our machines? Well, no, they didn't do that. Did they hold guns to people's heads and make Democrats vote for Trump and all the swing states? Well, no, but well, what? how exactly did they pull this off? And there's never a good explanation as to how this supposedly happened. Yeah, I know. Uh, I'm saying, hey, I went into the I went into the voting booth of my full free will and I said Trump if I, I wanted to wear a Trump shirt going in there and say hey, everybody else follow my lead it's okay to vote for Trump I know this is California the valley the the land of fruits and nuts and morons but it's okay for us to vote for Trump because he's the right man for the job and quite frankly before we run out of time Trump for California Travis Allen make sure you guys vote on on June 5th very good. We're out of time, buddy. Yeah, we are. Okay, hey, thanks for joining us. Always a pleasure, Ed. All right, hey, uh, thank you for listening to the main event. My name's Ed Hoffman, and we'll be back again with you next week. The content of this program is not intended to be legal advice. The views expressed are those of Ed Hoffman and his invited guests and do not necessarily reflect views or policies of Wholesale Capital Corporation. WCC is licensed by the California Bureau of Real Estate Broker License Number 01147747 and California Finance Lenders License Number 603K610. Also licensed in Arizona by the Arizona Department of Financial Institutions. MB Number 09619.